Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. It has been a while, and I mean it has been at least a good two months since, po- since Podcast Collides has come out. In Podcast Collides, I like to do these episodes for the simple fact that it brings someone new into the foray of my audience, and then their audience gets to come over and hear about what we have going on over here. It's a good uh, unity effort that uh, takes place here. And today, I have with me all the way from the UK, Lazo. And he has a strong podcast that covers a wide variety of things. Uh, an episode, they were talking about hip-hop. They were talking about different things. But I'm not going to take up all that space and explain to you what his podcast is. Lazo, you're right here. Please introduce yourself to everybody and tell everybody about your podcast. Hello, Wilbur. Thank you for having me on. My name is Lazo, like you said, and I run Lazo's podcast. So essentially, if I could summarize it in a sentence, I like to have non-filtered intellectual discussions on my podcast. And I have a whole range of topics. For example, you talked about the pop culture one. And with pop culture, we went a lot into rap and movies and kind of things that we grow up on, right? Why is pop culture so relevant? I have a podcast about consciousness. I have a podcast about the psychology of evil relationships i have three different podcasts on relationships because it's such a vast topic right and uh, we just keep adding it so um i'm happy to be here introducing myself to the american audience because i'm from manchester england you know from the uk manchester england and it's different here you know podcasting i think is much bigger in america and i'm kind of like trying to enjoy that a bit more you know oh yeah understandable and the thing is is like when you do these shows like when you meet different people the horrible thing about the united states is this you got to kind of go east Midwest, West, North, and South. We have five coasts, basically, or five directions. And you've got to find the five people in those different areas to get get along in the United States and to gain your audience and to get uh, a lot of popularity. And even I thought about it. I was like, you know, I'm in the middle, technically, of the United States. So I'm closer to the East Coast, but my, my fan base goes to the West Coast. Now, your show specifically, what inspired you to do your show? Like everybody has this deal. Like I'll tell you mine. Mine comes from just, I'm one of the people that tells a lot of folklores and different things like that. If something happens in life, I'm going to tell the story. So, so you. For me, so for me, well, but these conversations that I have are conversations that I would have on any regular day with my friends. This is like my hobby. So I, I don't specifically treat it like my hobby. I want to be very precise when I say this. When I say I talk about consciousness or when I say I talk about money and capitalism, these are my interests. So I'll read a book on it. I'll sit with my friends and we'll talk about it for like 30, 40 minutes. And I was thinking one day, I was, um, I was at university. I'm an architecture student. And I was like, why don't we turn this into a podcast? Like we sit here for hours debating all these things talking about life let's put it out there for other people to listen to as well and podcasting goes hand in hand with my architecture work because it's another creative medium I edit I make videos I make artwork and even though architecture is different to that it's essentially the same thing you create something you create some content you edit it, you go over it, you critique it. So it's very natural for me. This is the way my brain functions, right? Some people are very analytical, some people are very creative. So it just went hand in hand. Topics that I'll have anyway, and things that I enjoy doing, being creative. So it was almost like a no-brainer. And we just went along with it. And, you know, me and my friends and my other guests 
a lot of my guests are specifically my friends as well. So that's why it feels so natural and everything flows so well. We know each other. There's a natural chemistry there. There's, it's not formulated to give you anything other than the natural content of me sat down in a room with my friends talking as I would. I try to be as accurate as I can, but it comes from pure interest. Okay. And with that, that's a certain type of authenticity that you're not going to find anywhere else because you have a guest on your show that you have to work that chemistry up. You have to figure it, but you and your friends, you can um, take all that and make great episodes. Now, let me ask you this. Outside of your catalog of episodes, what is your favorite episode that you have produced thus far? Outside, oh, sorry, outside of my catalog. Yeah, in, inside your catalog, what is what is the the biggest episode or the best episode that you think that you have right now? Oh, that's a good question. And look, while you think I about that, really, go ahead. I really like relationships free. Okay. It was very playful. It was the first time I had a female guest talk, and also talking about relationships. It's very natural because you know the guest was my friend again. But there was something about that episode. You know when you just feel it? Yeah. It was an element of playfulness and very emotional, emotionally in touch conversations. Now, a little secret is when I recorded Relationships Free, I was fresh off a breakup. Ooh. So it was much more, yeah, but it was calm. I didn't spew my emotions into it. We kept it very casual. But that actually allowed me to open up and say things I otherwise would not have said in my previous podcast. So that's what made it so sincere and so good. It's actually one of the most popular episodes, especially for that reason. It was so raw and emotional. I was saying things I wouldn't say on any other day. I was talking about life experiences that I would not otherwise do. But also specifically, I wanted a female perspective on because I felt like a lot of men, a lot of boys and men out there, the way they pursue a girl has changed a lot because of social media. They do a lot of things that they probably shouldn't do. They overthink the situation. They almost, um, they take things personally when they shouldn't. And that's what having uh, Amina on really helped with, um, to give it a female perspective and just to remind guys of, well, try our best to remind guys how to approach the situation, how to manage the situation, how to keep it respectful as well, you know? Yeah, understandable. Now, you've got a year inside podcasting, and um, me and you talked in our little pre-call before we even got on the air about, like, sudden, sudden, certain subtle differences in the UK compared to the US when it comes to being on Instagram and podcasting. Could you let the audience and let other podcasters know a little bit about what the difference is like um being over there in Europe, being a podcaster compared to being over here in the US and the fan base? So first and foremost, without a doubt, podcasting is much bigger in the UK than, sorry, in America than it is in the UK. So podcasting is much bigger in America and over in the States than it is in the UK. And I tell you the first time I realized that I've got a Greg, uh, I'm going to have to do some editing on this. Um, I got a friend called Greg he runs a sets and reps podcast and he's American meeting him kind of started around the same time, but I realized something very quickly. Greg always found it easier to get guests on. And I realized that's just because in America, you guys podcast, you guys like podcasting so much more. And then I also looked at 
just general research of how many podcasts there are here in comparison to how many podcasts there are in America, how many people pay for their subscription services here in terms of uh, Anchor or Podcast Co. When you look at the numbers altogether, you start to see a trend that this thing is much more popular over in the States. Simple reason being, I think, because when you actually look at the sphere of influence, when you look at the biggest podcast in the world, look at uh, Patrick, uh, Beth David, Joe Rogan, Lex Friedman, Jocko Willick, they're all American too. So it's actually no coincidence whatsoever that podcast has been picked up much more in America because the biggest people to do it are American, right? True. Uh, and that's probably one of the main reasons here. And um, maybe you guys are a bit more confident as well. I, I don't know. Maybe you guys are much more open to putting yourself out there, putting your voice out there, much more of an outspoken nation. Although I don't think that's necessarily what it is. But if, if I had to pin it down to one thing, it would be that the best podcasters are American. And that just influences everybody more. Maybe you take a bit of pride in it, knowing how good you are at it, you know? Okay. Okay. And and one thing that I will say that I noticed, because I've dealt, I've worked with a lot of people from the UK, um, you know, in podcasting, the one thing that I did notice, and, and it's kind of weird, the way that you all are, are divided, you know, by where you live, like you're in Manchester, um, the the other couple that I talked to, I forgot where they were from, but they were, they were close. They were in England, but they were closer to like Ireland and stuff like that. Like they, you could, you could get on a boat or some ferry and go over to Ireland. Ireland. So with the different divisions and like where you are is, is hip and you know everybody knows Manchester United. You're in a popular place, uh, Manchester City. The football that's out where you are uh, brings a certain excitement to where you are. So obviously you should have a a, a great following because of where you are. And uh, like you said earlier the actual listening to podcasts, it's a weird thing because I think uh, over in America, our radio, like, you know, we all grew up listening to talk radio and different things like that. At an early age, we had Howard Stern and all this other stuff. So we, we've always had a, a decent volume with that. And obviously you guys have had it too, but you know, y'all are the techno music, the, all the big rave. And then, uh, and with the rap that comes from everywhere you're from, like it, it's a, you know, dizzy rascal, at least, you know, for my generation, it just, it's a whole different scene there. So let's get more into, um, some, some, some podcast creator things. You created a show and it is a very good show between me and the rest of the eight crew that work with me. Um, Irish Steve, he, he can, he can, uh, take a little bit more credit because he, he, he gets like the perspective that you guys put on like rap music and different things from you, from where y'all are, um, to hear. Um, what do you believe are some common mistakes that podcasters make initially when they start doing episodes? And the reason I'm asking you this is because understand this, Lazo, well, you're a podcaster from the UK. You have a different influence on people when they hear these gems come out of your mouth right now. So whatever you say is going to be etched in stone and then it'll be turned into diamond. The pressure will make it into diamond. So let me know some common mistakes that people make. All right. Let me give a think briefly. Okay. <laughs> you know, ironically, I think the biggest mistake podcasters make these days is that they think they can turn on a mic, talk about anything and everything, and people are just going to sit down and listen to it and give them views and ratings. Now, Andrew Schultz and Akash can do that on Flagrant too, because they're funny. But, and maybe Joe Rogan can do that. 
But I think for the general person who is building themselves up, there has to be a vision for what you're actually making, what you're putting out there. I know a lot of people that just think they can turn this mic on, talk about relevant issues of the week, and that in the long term might make them successful. Now it might do. I'm not, I don't have all the answers for you, but I think a podcast essentially is like anything else. You got to set it out with a plan. You got to set it out with, well, it's like a business strategy. What is it you want to relate to the world? And how do you expect it to come about? So I'll give you, you know, I'm going to give you some top tips from my personal end. Okay. First one, first one. It goes without saying that men listen to podcasts more than women do. And that also is because of the influence of YouTube. YouTube is also male dominated. And uh, whenever you look at viewership and stuff like that, you'll find um, the algorithms show that it's more male leaning. So one thing that me and my uh, previous co-host did right from the beginning, we were like, well, we know we're going to get the male listeners, but how do we cater to the females? So then we started doing certain topics that we know they liked. We found that through our sphere of influence, we found that women prefer the relationship podcast. Women prefer the thought-provoking consciousness podcast. So we were like, well, we're going to have a balance. We're going to have the stuff that we know that people will listen to, males, and things for females as well. Because in the long term, I'll get my male listeners. It's like um, sports. Again, predominantly something that males lean towards more. So that's going to that's gonna passively grow. But to really make yourself into something successful, how do you get the people on board that otherwise wouldn't be on board? So that's when we started getting feedback from friends and people that we knew. And I started putting a lot of polls up on Instagram to make sure that everything that I was trying to do, uh, I'm doing my best to aim for and actually shoot right in the middle. Another mistake is know exactly how and when you intend to record. Consistency is as important as anything else. Whether it's podcasting or any other type of project, I see a lot of people go very fast and happy for the first month to six months and then diet down. And you're like, bro, what happened? Oh, I've not had time to record a podcast. Well, why? Well, I'm busy now. Okay, but so then how could we plan? How can we help you plan in a way that keeps you consistent? That's something else as well. So I'll give you, um, I'll give you an example here, Will, but I started my master's this year, this past year in September, 2021. Knowing that I was going to start my master's, I had content ready in the bag. Yes. So that when I started my master's, I didn't always have to be in the studio to keep my podcast going. And also, I'm going towards my Easter break now within the next two weeks. So I'm going to make sure in that Easter break, I go gung-ho, I record three to four podcasts, so that when I'm doing my final submissions in May and June, I don't have to worry about getting in the studio. So planning is a big thing. I, there's something about podcasting. People sometimes think it's a bit too easy. I don't think they respect the craft until they come into it. Right. And another really big thing is how you are on the mic really matters. Me and you are clearly social people. We can have this podcast done. And at the end of it, there'll be minimal editing because we also speak fluently. We don't stutter much. 
So you've got to be honest with yourself when you also start that podcast. How good are you at communicating, not just with other people, but how good is your communication through that mic? You want to be clear. You want to make sure that you're being concise with your points. And sometimes that takes longer for some people than it does for others. I'm naturally very extroverted, but I have friends who are naturally introverted. So with them, I'm like, just take more time, bro. Take, take your time. You don't have to release a podcast straight away. The industry isn't going anywhere. It's going to keep growing, but you got to make sure that you're doing this right for yourself. So I hope I've answered your questions um, properly, because sometimes I like to go off on tangents, but um, that's the best advice I can give. And certainly, like with myself, like I said, this is why I want the American market more, because podcasting is more appreciated over there in the States, probably just probably just because it's much bigger. Um, also, with your points about talk show and radio, I agree. I agree. I think because talk show and radio were so big in America, it became more of an influence. Podcasting became more of a thing. Yeah, pop culture really resonates. Also, you said Howard Stern, so shout out to Beetlejuice. Yes. <laughs> and um, one thing that, that I'm going to take away from what you said, and, and I'm going to give it right back to the audience, um, building a content library. That's something that if anybody follows anything I do, they know that I've got episodes uh, till I could die tomorrow and you're here for me at least until 2023 or almost 2024 now, probably after this episode 2024. Um, I had to do it because behind the scenes, and this is my little secret that I like to throw out there. I take a lot of breaks in podcasting. All my um, ads are are automated through um, Facebook Business Suite. So anything that posts on Instagram and different places like that, and I got Hootsuite to post everywhere else. So I take like a day like today, Sunday, like uh, probably five hours before this, I've already got the ads ready for April and May. So I can just relax. And um, with Instagram, I turn the notification off. And when I want to check on stuff, like if we have a conversation, sometimes you'll see that there's a little bit of time between them because I don't get the notification. I just check it when I'm ready to. So I I do a lot myself personally to not put pressure in this. And I don't understand like like the thing that bothers me in this is it doesn't take that long to make a podcast. You have to, the worst part of it is, is the editing and the, and the everything that happens, the post-production pre-production and actually production. Um, just like last night, me and this lady, did three episodes, right? Over a little four hour stretch, basically. And just went from there. Um, and they were episodes. One was for my catalog. The others were for hers. And we just banged it out. So now that if she, something happens or, you know, like you said, if something just anything happens, she's got episodes. So before we jump out of here, there's a, there's a few little things that we do on here. Um, I'm going vintage. We used to um, ask a question. Like, I want to know something about you that nobody else knows. Uh, back a long time ago, I had a lady that would uh, that came on the show and the sound of a, a, of a pop can or soda can opening would drive her crazy and she couldn't do nothing for the rest of the day. It was debilitating, like it just froze her. Um, another lady would go to a thrift store, buy artwork and put rhinestones on it and then resell the artwork. That was her hidden talent. She made lots of money with it. Um, so Lazo, you are on the hot seat now. What is a secret or a talent that no one knows about you that you're going to let us know today? That's interesting because if we specifically say things that nobody knows about me, there's a short list of things I never want to admit. But if we're talking general podcasters, then, um, there's a long list of things that they probably don't know about me because 
one thing that you probably know about my content is it's very in-depth and long, but I'm very good at saying a lot without saying anything about myself. Right. Um, as extroverted as I am, I keep testing myself. So going off that bandwagon of the lady who sold the artwork, I haven't done that, but I do make a different piece of artwork for every podcast I have. Okay. And that's not common amongst podcasters. You no. know that. And I make very concise artistic pieces. Uh, I make them all in Adobe, uh, Photoshop, and InDesign. But the secret is, is that they're all collages, and you can't actually tell. But what that means is, is that it saves me time. Because Wilbur, like I was telling you, I'm an architecture student. And anyone who knows anything about architecture will tell you how demanding it is. Yes. And also, currently, I actually live in Manchester, but I study here in Liverpool, so I'm constantly commuting. So automatically, two to three hours of all of my days are taken up by commuting. Eight oh, hours are taken up. Eight hours are taken by comm- by sleeping, and then about another two hours are taken by the gym. So that shows you how how much my time scope actually shrinks. And then if we consider how much work I put in academically, and then work I do to get paid, you know what I mean? That's why I got to make these collages. So if anything, that's the secret. I mean, it wouldn't be a secret. I'd answer if anyone ever asked me, "Yo, how'd you make this?" But um. That's my secret to saving time. My second secret, this is also podcasting. Okay. And this is why I told you I started podcasting just over a year ago, but the prep for this podcast started almost three years ago. The number one thing that helps me save time is that when I record, most of my podcasts are done in one take. I don't do this thing of, oh, we can stop whenever you like oh, we can have a break. I'll stop and I'll, and I'll tell you what we're discussing next. No, when that camera starts rolling, we go, we flow into the topic and that's it. And that also saves me a lot of time because when my guest and myself knows that once that record button hits, it's go time, they can naturally almost sink into the podcast. They forget that the camera's on. But if I give you this sense of, oh, let's stop any time in between, let's take breaks, let's discuss things, no. Then we're never getting anywhere. Then we're wasting time again. Then we're, um, we're giving me extra work to do with time I don't have. So that goes back to my earlier point. Like, you got to plan this stuff. Like, like you said, it's very impressive that you have so many podcasts that you can go to, like, 2023, 2024. But you got to treat this like anything else. You really got to respect the craft. It's not easy because a lot of people are trying to do this and it's not as simple as talking into a mic. That was my earlier point. Like you can't just sit there and expect people to be interested in you. You can when you're famous, yeah, but you're not there. So give people a reason to come back. And that's why I try to vary my, vary my topic, vary my guests. Like my next guest, by the way, um, Ram Khan, a personal friend of mine, we're going to talk about things like identity politics and that might be interesting and rub some people the wrong way. But again, I got to give you something that's a bit different. I got to give you something that's fresh. And then my next podcast after this is all about the concept of the obsessive artist. So if you ever seen movies like Black Swan, Whiplash, or if you've yes. seen The Queen's Gambit, I'm doing a whole podcast about those main characters and what makes them so obsessive, what makes them so good. So um, I go off on tangents like I always do, but I hope that kind of clarifies and helps. Yeah, that right there, that was real good. Now, 
uh, to tie this up, can you please real quick let everybody know this thing? We call it the shameless plug. We do it inside the episode so people know where they can meet and greet you. Please drop that real quick. Let everybody know where they can meet Lazo. Go to your podcast and everything. Right. So for everybody listening, if you specifically want to talk to me, any questions or anything like that, Instagram is the best place to get me. Just type L-A-Z-O dot podcast. And for my podcast as well on Apple or Spotify or Amazon, just search Lazo's podcast, L-A-Z-O-S space podcast. And also, Wilbur, I'll probably send you my link tree anyway that you can put in the comments for everyone to find me because I am on every single platform. Um, I'm on platforms that I didn't even know existed. But oh, yeah. I've got help. I've got help from this company. They're actually based in Manchester. They're called Podcast Co. So um, I'll give them my content and they distribute it everywhere. So yeah, yeah um, I don't exist. Shameless plug. It's part of the enjoyment. Like I get to have people listen to my content from America that I otherwise could not reach. And that, by the way, that's the beauty of social media, right? Me and you probably never would have met if this was 20 years ago. How am I going to casually meet somebody who does a podcast all the way in America if it wasn't for the power of Instagram? True. So, so that's the, so yeah, I, I love that. Honestly. Um, yeah. We should do this again. Like in yeah. the times. Yeah. And what I will do is whenever we do one of our panels, cause we usually do them uh, matching up to your time. We do them like eight, we can do them like eight in the morning. We do big panel things to talk about just random stuff. Uh, anything like video games, uh, movies, different stuff like that. So I'll definitely have to have you back on for that Lazo. Um, so last thing impression that I want to put out here before we jump off here is this. Lazo has a great podcast, uh, very um, multifaceted, and it's polished. That's the one thing that I will say out of my group over here at West Virginia and Commonplace, we found that your podcast was very polished. You, It's a shame that you're not here, because if you were here, I think that you could at least be on Megaphone or one of the, the other levels before you get to the top for the simple fact that you do have a great show, great content. And um, I tell everybody, like, subscribe. And I don't know necessarily if you have a, a mailing list or anything like that, but in the future, I do hope if you don't have one, I hope that you do get one and uh, present that to your audience. Cause the greatest thing about your podcast is, is that you build a level of intimacy with your listeners from episode to episode. And that is the hardest thing to do in this business. So I want to give you kudos on that. And I want you to keep that with you, tuck it up, formulate it and make a, a, a tablet or a pill out of that and pass it to other podcasters in the UK. Um, and on that note, Lazo, what are your last remarks? What, profound statement do you want to leave with the United States audience to move them and groove them and to get them into your podcast? First and foremost, I want to thank you for being the host and saying such good things about me. And you're right. The podcast is polished. Honestly, I'm, I'm into my details. Like I told you, I'm in the creative field. So I'm ridiculous on details to an extent that even when I'm editing a podcast audio, you know, that little breath that we often take in between talking, yeah, I even edit that out. I even edit that out. Like, you're right. It's polished because I feel like my mind wouldn't accept it if it was, <laughs> if it wasn't. Um, same goes with the artwork and the intimacy. So when I interact with people on social media, I actually leave a bit of myself out there. I want people to get to know me. It's one of the reasons why I rebranded the podcast to Lazo's podcast. I wanted to make it a very personal thing and build a brand all the way through. Anyone that's out there in America and also listen to my content, I appreciate you completely. I think you guys would actually appreciate the stuff I have, specifically because I was raised on pop culture. So I feel like I have chemistry with random American people that I never knew I would have. But because the American influence is so big all over the world, because of so much of what I've grown up on has been American, 
it's like I, I naturally have a chemistry, whether it's with you or you know, my friend Greg that I was talking about. So um, we're not that different, you know? We got so many similarities and it's not just the language. Yeah, um, I appreciate this. I hope to have you on my podcast and I'd love to do it in person, bro. I'm definitely gonna do some trip to America at some point and hopefully just get it raw in the studio and that'll be amazing. Oh yeah, most definitely. If you ever come over here, we'll definitely do that. And uh, audience, once again, Lazo Podcast, I want you to definitely go over, like, subscribe, interact. Um, the thing that makes podcasting amazing is when you get fan interaction and someone actually comes in and says, hey, I like this episode, or hey, I like the episode before that. Something you did this time didn't work for me, but I'm going to keep listening. That type of feedback that you get right there. Can I, can I ask you something? Yes. I'm still new to this, right? So whenever someone tells me they're like my podcast, I can't fathom it. It's strange. Like, don't are you used to the fact that people come up to you and they say, "Hey, I just listened to your work." I'm still not used to that. <laughs> um, I take it like this. Um, I do this in like where we do the little cinema thing. People say like even the movies we play stuff like that. I kind of I treat it like in America, like when you play sports, for instance. Like I was an amateur wrestler. People said that they liked how I wrestled and stuff like that. So I don't. I don't know how to say it without sounding kind of rude, but like I, it doesn't, it doesn't phase me. The thing that phases me in podcasts is when someone tells me that something inside the episode changed them. When I get that, that's when that's when I froze and I'm like, man, I'm doing the right thing here. So, so yeah, that, that, it's, that, it's absolutely amazing, and it's that power of social media again. It's the fact that my voice can reach so many people, but I'm still not used to it, bro. I get random messages sometimes <laughs> and friends of friends talk to me and i'm like i don't know how much and i'd be flustered but i love this shit man um uh yeah i love it man i'm just gonna go back to doing my work listening to some drake i've been very hyped recently all i can say is i'm outside in the amg it's been great all right so most definitely uh everybody wants y'all to listen um, and I am JR from West Virginia and Commonplace, and I am signing off.